0: WCBG is broadcasted from Wagner College in Staten Island, New York. WCBG, Small College, Big Voice. This is Janine, back with another interview session. Today's is with Eric from the band Arcane Ghosts. WCBG's goal for 2020 is to reach out to artists whose music speaks to us, because we believe music speaks volumes. These are bands we believe deserve some more recognition, and we just want to share their music with all of you, because it's influenced a lot of us on the staff, and we just love it so much. So stay
1: tuned
0: for this awesome interview. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. This is Janine
1: from uh, WCBG. Hi. How's it going? It's good. Uh, you're How are you? speaking to Eric from hi, Arcane Goat. <laughs>
0: um, I was wondering to start the interview can you introduce yourself for our listeners?
1: Hi, yeah, Um, my name's Eric, I'm from Arcane Ghosts, I'm the, the drummer, and um, yeah, I'm just happy to be here. We've been playing for a while now, and uh, I'm glad to be on your show.
0: Thank you so much for interviewing with me, it means a lot, and thank you for taking the time out of your day to talk to me. So,
1: thanks, Yeah, Eric. no problem.
0: So I was wondering if you can tell me a little bit about how you guys became a band.
1: Oh boy. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, it's actually kind of a funny uh, occurrence. Um, I used to be in a band called Minority 905. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're from Toronto, you might have heard of them. But uh, I had left the band at that point, and my old band was playing with Jason's band at the time. And uh, I saw them at a show, and I saw their energy, and I'm like, dang, I want to be on this, on this roster. I want to be in this band. So a year later, when I saw that Jason was looking for new members, I... I immediately hit him up and uh yeah i i met him pretty much when my old band was playing with his current band and it just just worked out nicely that way
0: sometimes it's fate when that happens just meeting people and getting yeah involved that way yeah so you mentioned you no played it, drums. it was really
1: it was really cool oh
0: sorry uh so you mentioned you played drums um how did you get yeah. involved in that in, like picking that instrument specifically
1: um uh rock band for xbox that's cute (laughs) for real um it's like i'll say one thing uh the drums for rock band are actually like a really solid teaching tool to actually play real drums because it's all about timing like if you play guitar on rock band you're not going to learn how to play guitar but drums is like another thing and you can actually learn it it's pretty neat
0: i feel like it's this whole coordination thing that i don't have like i was in band up till college (laughs) And I played trumpet, but I took a class where we had to learn, like, every single instrument, like, the basics, and I just couldn't figure out the drums for the life of me.
1: <laughs> oh, wow.
0: I was just... Yeah, no, learning. I mean,
1: like, it's, it's a lot to learn every instrument. That's kind of insane.
0: <laughs> yeah, the class was a uh, beginning band, and we had to learn um, just, like, how to play a scale and, like, basic songs, like, Mary Had a Little Lamb on each instrument. So it was a fun class. I learned a lot and like, how to read different types of music, but... <laughs>
1: It's okay, I can't play trumpet, so...
0: <laughs> yeah, but I feel like um, music is definitely something that can- creates these different types of connections with people. That's why like, I love doing these interviews, because I get to talk to people and continue my love of music, since I don't play my instrument anymore, and I kind of live vicariously through everybody else, so <laughs> it's fun for me. So um, you said you're from Toronto. No, no, i just agreeing um, with you. I oh, could- you're good.
1: Heard. Yeah, I'm from Toronto.
0: Okay, uh, is there a local scene there that... Uh, you guys were involved in
1: oh yeah Uh, I mean i like to think that every city has their scene our scene is um, is very wide and it it encompasses a lot of genres so a lot of um, these rock bands get together and you'll get everything from like post hardcore hardcore indie uh, spacey kind of music and we all end up playing these uh, shows because the the scenes pretty tight-knit here so with a lot of venues closing down, you'll find that you play a lot of shows with a lot of people you've seen before. And that's not a bad thing either. It's cool to uh, to go to a show and be like, hey, hey, what's up guys from Rival Town? You should check them out, by the way, too. And uh, there, it's just, it's, it's neat. It's, re- it's really cool to uh, have the community like we do in Toronto.
0: I always love asking about that because I'm from Staten Island, New York. And I tend to feel like the, the local scene here is not as vibrant as it should be there are some bands that exist but it's not as supportive like as supported as it should be like we don't have a lot of venues that host local bands and if they are a local band they tend to be a cover band which is fine covers are great but at the same time like to hear uh, new material and breakout artists it's not as common
1: yeah no i i, I feel that i mean cover bands have their place too but so does original music and it it has to have a home as well Mm -hmm. so i think that's important
0: no i definitely agree i feel like original original music especially when i listen to your ep human interference i always talk about this this relatability factor in the interviews that i do because i like music that speaks to me and i definitely heard that off the ep
1: no i was just gonna say that that's awesome that you like it um what, what were you gonna say about the ep though
0: I was uh, wondering what was your writing and production process like for it?
1: Probably nothing too out of the ordinary. Me and Jason and Matt would uh, jam a lot. And um, we would honestly just be going through and making song after song. And we would have so many songs that we just have to whittle it down to the the best, really. And um, uh, if you've heard our EP, you know the song Petrified. Uh, We actually... We had to uh, write another song to fill in that spot because we couldn't agree on the last song to be on the EP. So we actually wrote that one overnight. So that is pretty huge considering that's probably our biggest song off the EP. And uh, we we're just so glad at how that turned out. So all the songs were like lovingly crafted over a couple months. And then Petrified was done in probably 24 hours.
0: Sometimes the best songs are the ones written in the spur of the moment, and I feel like that, yeah. it just, it sometimes works out that way. I do have to say the EP had, like, this very cohesive feel to it. I feel like there was this general story that I got, at least I got out of the uh, songs that you guys released, and I think that's super important, because today in, like, the streaming age, I've noticed there's a lot of singles that have been released without releasing, like, an EP in an album, so I greatly appreciate when artists do that, because I always want to hear a story. Like I always want to see and hear more.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. That's a, a cohesive EP is nice. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I agree totally.
0: So uh, for the EP, was there a favorite lyric or drum part that you created that's like your favorite part of it?
1: Um, if you've heard "Summertime," probably just the the drumming for "Summertime" because uh, it's just so so uh, hectic in the beginning. It's it, but for drums, it's really fun to play. And uh, me and Jason both have a hectic part to play in the, in the beginning of that song. Because again, if you heard it, it's 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 all over the place in a good way because me and Jason are both really unleashing what we have. Uh, to give to that song so and, and it works so beautifully So I'll probably have to say Summertime And uh, the lyrics for Summertime too I, I, Those would probably be my favorite as well
0: I think that song is very dynamic In the way it is portrayed For a listener Since you're hearing all these different things happening at once But they, as you said They come together so nicely and so beautifully Which is great mm-hmm. So uh, what do you do When you're not writing music
1: when I'm not writing music, so um, I play a lot of video games. Um, not as much anymore, but uh, I do enjoy playing some video games. I uh, I do enjoy uh, doing vo- voiceover on the side, just as a hobby. And uh, really, uh, um, listening to the songs that we record uh, when we jam, I like envisioning what the song could be. So when we jam, we record everything and. I'll listen back and i'll start planning out how the song might unfold and we'll bring that to the next practice and uh that aids in our writing process as well it's it's nice to have that recorded and then just sit on it and then we can drum up ideas of where it could go but um other than that in my spare time uh i i'm also a snowboarder i have a a good friend group here and uh honestly just uh just living life you know it's it's uh, it's just my old, good old life up here when I'm not writing music.
0: I love that. I definitely think that's super cool, especially how um, other experiences outside of music can definitely help write a song or draw inspiration from different walks of life. And I love how mm-hmm. you mentioned that jamming out really like helps to portray this envisioning process. Like I think that's great because I remember like jamming out in a high school band and you hear and see different things because everyone sees something and hear something differently so when it comes together and you said like yeah. you can see so much more i think that's fantastic
1: yeah no especially like if you just if you jam out like or improvise even and record it all you'll be surprised at like what comes together or you hear like listening back you'd be like wow i didn't know that sounded that good when we were just going off the cuff and playing that so i think also like Improvising and recording it is important as well because you could stumble upon something you didn't couldn't didn't even think about you know mm-hmm. it's just it, it's nice to bring that level of uncertainty to the writing process.
0: I definitely feel like improv is this great thing. I know from my own experience. Sometimes after a while, like when you're improving, you find certain like licks that you like, and you're like, oh, that was pretty cool. Like let's do that again. And maybe like change the key or change the uh, intonation of it. So I yeah for me that's great. Like. I love hearing things like yeah.
1: that. Yeah, especially when you make like mistakes that weren't supposed to happen, but you're like, what, what, play, play that again, and then it sounds cool, and you're like, okay, that's not a mistake anymore. You play that, so it's 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 really neat.
0: I love when like uh, quote unquote mistakes become this like intentional aspect, because that makes it yeah. so much more realistic and so much more interesting to listening to listen to. So you yeah. also mentioned that you play video games, and I'm going to ask this question: What's your favorite video game?
1: oh man right now um let's see let me uh i'm on my computer right now (laughs) Uh, i've been playing this game called deep rock galactic but i also bought the uh halo uh master chief collection because that recently came out on pc and honestly i've been a halo guy for a long time so when that released on pc i was like hands down here's my 60 bucks i'm just gonna buy this outright. and all my friends are playing it now so i'm just i'm happy i'm a happy camper with halo
0: do you prefer the PC version of video games?
1: Um, yeah, but I, it'll different differ from people to people, you know, like mm-hmm. you get different experiences on different consoles, but I personally I'm a PC guy. I just think it's uh it's easier for me. I I'm not really the sit down in front of the TV in the living room type, type guy, so I I enjoy PC gaming more.
0: Yeah, one of my friends is trying to explain to me his uh, gaming computer and it just fascinated me like I was like oh you made that that's cool like um,
1: yeah I like the specs of his computer like yeah. I'm running in a Nvidia GTI 1070 oh, god
0: <laughs> yeah and then it was like oh here's the um and it was like here's like the, the graphics card and I was like okay that's great but I don't know what that means but, um, just
1: smile and nod
0: <laughs> yeah it's something to be proud of for some people who I'm not a tech person um but I try my best. <laughs> we have this question that our peer director, Grace, has come up with. It's a pretty interesting question, and I love hearing artists' response to it. The question is, what is your opinion of releasing an artist's unreleased music after they've passed away? Should be released or should it not?
1: Um, it, it's kind of a gray area. For some reason, I I kind of disagree with people making money off of someone's music especially if they didn't want it to see the light of day after like post-mortem because at that point it just seems like people are making money off of someone's death and like everyone knows that like streaming streams for an artist go up as soon as they pass away like look at um mac miller he he died right Mm um hopefully i'm not being insensitive but xx and fantassion um juice world yeah. like it, i guarantee if you look at their stats it'll shoot up the day they died and um who knows what they might release after the fact um that maybe the artist didn't want out um i know mac miller just had a song come out right and um, um i don't know maybe I, I i can't say to whether uh that was planned or not but um you know i just something about making money off of someone's work that maybe they didn't want to have out i might have a problem with but you know at the end of the day i'm just one guy you know i I don't really have a say in it but that's that's my opinion
0: yeah we actually came up with this question because of the little peep song that was released and we think it's super important for artists or just for us to talk about it and have a conversation about what's been happening more so in the industry so at least yeah that leads to my next question: um, what is one thing you would change about the music industry as it is today?
1: There's a <laughs> that's a big question <laughs> to change the whole. You know what? I um. I don't really know. You know, like we've been at this for four years, and um, we've learned a lot, and um, we we finally been able to get a good. Uh, well base on uh on streaming services like spotify but we still don't really uh it, it's hard to make a living as a musician and um i think you just have to get to that level where you'll be able to support yourself because it, it's hard starting out but i i honestly i honestly don't know you know it's 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 hard it's a hard area to, to answer right we play shows whoever comes out we're thankful to them but um you know we we have our side jobs, right? We can't live off this, and uh, until we can, then we're we're stuck doing what we have to do to, to make ends meet, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I I, I don't know. Uh, I'd like I'd like the viewers to to think about that because I'm
0: honestly I do like what you said on how it's about sometimes I think artists aren't as appreciated as they should be, and. What I've learned from listening to other people's responses to that question and asking like the staff what they think about it, it's a lot of people are kind of taking music more as a commodity than as something that should make you feel something or something that will impact somebody else. It's become this commercial industry, which is fine, but at the same time, it should be more about what the artist wants, not always about what the record label wants.
1: Yeah. the Yeah. that That's a good point too. Cause a lot of it, it, like songs are viewed as like, a, or someone's like art is viewed as a product. And I get that. And, you know, like the label has to sell it, but, um, yeah, it should be more than just the product, right. It mm-hmm. just something about how people handle this in, in the industry, I guess maybe, maybe he strikes a chord with me, but other than that, I can't really articulate, uh, specifically what i would want to change in that
0: definitely understand understandable and that's also like why we asked the question about um unreleased music because as a fan you always want to hear more but you want to respect the artist and sometimes it's hard it's this definitely this gray area that we see today and i feel like that's somewhat impacted by our culture and what's happening in the world like um that kind of leads to my next question what is your opinion of streaming services
1: um, they're, well, I mean, they've, they've changed our band like night and day. Like, um, I'll tell you when our King ghosts probably had like under 50 listeners a month to now we're at like 10,000 and we, that changed us hugely because people are listening to us all around the world where they probably hadn't been before. Like, uh, like Japan, Germany, like it's crazy. I I think about like how many times this, our song has been played and like where it's been played. It's kind of mind boggling. And, um, so Spotify has been huge for us. iTunes has been huge for us. Like anything that gets our music out there is, it's amazing. Um, I, in terms of how they pay the artists, I, I, I think that that could be improved, but, um, I mean, again, I, uh, I'm not sure how to go about uh, what that, what that change would be, but um, yeah, I, it, it, so far Spotify has been amazing for us.
0: No, I definitely agree with um, what you were saying with streaming services, because like I'm in New York and you guys are in Canada. So like, it's great yeah. to connect with artists that way. And I've actually found some of my favorite bands just by listening spotify and the random daily mix playlist that they create for me
1: and yeah that, that's been huge for us too like we got we have fans in like oregon like we have fans all over and it, when they reach out to us it's crazy to me and jason that like people are listening to our music that far away it's like oh my gosh
0: mm-hmm. and yeah. i do understand that like streaming services don't pay as well and i do agree that I I hope in the future that changes because I know like you guys are pouring your heart and soul into creating these songs and these albums and these EPs. And at the end of the day, as you said, like sometimes you have to have a side job to support yourself. So it's a crazy experience.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the, that's the nature of uh, being a musician, I guess. Early on, you're not making, you're not raking in boatloads.
0: Do you mind if I ask what your side job is?
1: Um Yeah, sure. Um I work I work at a bank uh, downtown Toronto.
0: Oh awesome. Uh banking's fascinating. Yeah. I'm a math major. So
1: Oh cool. Well I'm not a I'm not a financial advisor. I'm more of a techie, so I, I help them out on the tech side.
0: I oh, like all the IT stuff? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um some of the programs in the coding, like, oh my God, programming it's it's amazing that like you guys yeah. do stuff like
1: that <laughs> the infrastructure in banks is is kind of crazy on how it all connects so yeah definitely agree
0: do you do a lot of programming
1: <laughs> i do web development awesome. and um that's that i do that as like a side gig as well um web programming i i do java a bit and um c sharp as well okay. but uh i i, I actually I'm a little bit of I'm a little bit passionate about uh, web development too. So I'll make a website um, when I need to or when a project comes to me. And um, yeah, um, I enjoyed doing that as well. Just like a design kind of uh, it, it 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 scratches my itch to uh, design something. Let's say that.
0: I love all like the different languages because I only learned C So. Java to me is like a whole.
1: I only learned C plus plus. Yeah, <laughs> what? that's that's. I would say C plus uh, plus. I don't understand it. Um, so you know, you're you got something going there already.
0: We had to make a calculator for um, my final for that class, and I was. I will never forget how to make a calculator in C plus <laughs> plus Some skill that I never thought I would need or probably use.
1: Whenever someone needs a calculator, you'll be like, "Hold up, I'll pull up uh, my uh, IDE here and start coding you (laughs) one."
0: Yeah, that actually leads to another question: that What's your favorite venue that you've ever performed in?
1: Oh man, that's a good question. All right, hold on, got a brainstorm. Okay. Okay. There's that venue. There's this venue. um uh, hold on i'm gonna google this to make sure i got the name right because okay. it's such a cool looking venue
0: you can list more than one
1: okay so if you, if you google this um the bovine sex club is a sweet venue in uh, toronto because if you look outside it it's just all rusted like bikes like like metal things it, it, it's a super looking like punk venue and it's it's a it's a really neat odyssey to see on the side of the street like go to google street maps i'm gonna plop it right here like you just look at that and you're like what the, what is that <laughs> so it's just like a bunch of rusted bikes and it looks like it's closed but you go in there and no it's like a punk venue it's sick but uh some other honorable mentions is uh the doors pub in uh, hamilton you know for as hot and heat stroke inducing as it is it's a really cool place because it's like there's a library in the back there's a chandelier you know it's kind of a tight-knit like close venue so it's really uh, personal it, it, that's a cool venue as well
0: i like asking about this and i'm normally like can you please tell me what it looks like because i probably don't know but <laughs> google street view always helpful
1: <laughs> yeah
0: so um what artists influence you to become a better musician
1: um you know uh i I listen to a lot and um when i think about what artists influence me to become a better musician you know i i've been listening to a lot of i listen to a lot of radiohead I i try to listen to a lot of new music as well um, I listen to a lot of old music too, so it, I can't pin it down to one, uh, one artist, but I've been listening to, I'll name some bands I've been listening to that really influenced me, like, uh, Duster, they're like a slow core band from the nineties that recently came back and they're really good. Uh, Fugazi is the drumming on, in Fugazi is tight. Um, a lot of the, the local bands around here, um, even, uh, if you've heard the, the band Dirty Nil, they're from Toronto as well, and that's, they're an amazing band as well, and um, I, uh, I guess maybe my all-time favorite. Um, if uh, you know a uh, band called Death Grips, uh, the know. drummer Zach Hill, mm-hmm. Zach Hill. If you look at live videos of him playing with his band Hella in Japan, oh my God! Like you wouldn't believe this. This guy is like a human. Like he looks like an alien just drumming. Like it. I, I implore you to look a video of of him drumming, and it is just kind of insane to look at so yeah maybe maybe zach hill he really uh made me want to be a better musician early on
0: so what artists are you listening to currently
1: um duster again uh slow core uh it's really it's really doing it for me right now I, I really uh dig the the sound that they got on their new album uh self-titled duster um i'm still listening to um a lot of uh, death from above, you know, uh, Fugazi. Um, li- I like listening to uh, maybe some gems that you maybe haven't heard. Uh, I like going through the Spotify algorithmic playlists and uh, finding these weird bands like uh, the Knot Twist okay. or um, or unwound or some uh, stuff like that. Shellac, uh, Steve Albini's band from the '90s. It, really, really sick bands. And um, you know what? If you ask Jason the same question, he'll give you a whole slew of different bands. And that's what I like about our writing process as well. Like he's, he's super into uh, um, dance, Gavin Dance. He just discovered uh, uh, Death From Above as well. So like, I, I really like where our influences are coming from.
0: That's great. I, yeah, I love asking this question because normally it gives me more music to listen to. Even though I'm station manager, the um, staff tends to joke that I live under a rock when it comes to music. Just because, (laughs) no, it's bad. (laughs) If it's on the radio, I don't know it. And I probably have to know it for, like, events for school.
1: Yeah, you got to keep relevant.
0: I know. It's really bad. Like.
1: You know what? Yeah, you're in a position where you can just, like, throw on whatever music you're listening to and hopefully expose people to new music. So, yeah, that's, I think that's pretty sick.
0: Yeah, it gives me more material of stuff that maybe, like, when I'm sitting there for six hours, I can listen to something that I actually want to listen to. So that's fun for me. Yeah. So I love seeing the impact <laughs> like music has on people and just yeah. maybe exposing other people to listen to like different topics and different types of music.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree.
0: So, uh, one more, question, one more question we have for you is what is the weirdest question you've ever been asked in an interview?
1: The weirdest question. Hmm. Not sure. Cause, uh, to be honest jason jason usually likes to take the reins on the the interviews because usually i'm working but um you know what um our, our interviews are online uh, I, I don't really uh, have a good uh good question a good answer because we haven't really been thrown uh, too many weird questions at least directly to myself but i know jason uh jason probably has <laughs>
0: Okay, we have a question that we've asked a few people that was actually our icebreaker during freshman orientation, and it might make your list of weird questions. Um, if you could be any utensil in the kitchen, what would you be and why?
1: Um, oh, God. Uh, uh, I'm not going to any reason. It's just a steak knife. <laughs> it'll, it'll kill you probably.
0: Um, I had to give an example once and I said I'm a knife but I would be a knife because I have a sharp wit
1: oh see that's a better reason that's cool
0: but uh, yeah it's definitely a weird question I like hearing people's answers just because it changes up the conversation of an interview and kind of breaks the ice a bit more so Mm. that leads to the final question I have for you which is uh, what can we expect from you guys in the new decade of twenty?
1: so um in the new decade in 2020 so I... okay uh, um we um matt our buddy matt had to step down from the band i don't know if you saw our post a couple days ago but um yeah he he had to step down from the band and he's our dear friend he's uh he's he was the bassist so uh in 2020 um right now we, we are focusing on writing music and we we focus on continuing going forward in the we, we really have some interesting stuff cooked up. Um, we hope to, for it to see the light of day in 2020. And I think that's uh, that the, you might see you might see it before the end of 2020. Uh, don't quote me on that. But um, yeah, we, we're, we're, we're working hard to continue on. And um, yeah, we, we're really excited for the stuff we got cooked up.
0: Awesome, well, I'm looking forward to it. I wanna thank you for taking the time to interview with me and talk to me further about your music and your band it means a lot to me especially because one of our goals with these interviews is to make sure artists get the recognition that they deserve and one of the things we're trying to do is reach out to younger groups to because we're going to be the future of music so thank you
1: yeah no problem you know check out arcane ghost on spotify you know uh hit us up on uh instagram uh you know, interact with us. We, we respond pretty quickly and we love uh, talking to you guys. So yeah, thanks. Thanks a bunch.
0: So thank you again. And I hope you have a great day.
1: Yeah, you too. All right. Okay. See you later.
0: Okay, bye.